they came on the Zoom, letting me know that I've been hacked by using my Wi-Fi uh, name and connection. You gotta love that, huh? <laughs> so, I don't know what to do about that. So here we go. Well, I'd like to welcome everyone to this meeting. I'm on my phone now. First of all, if anybody has any questions or concerns that they'd like to talk to me about or talk to the group about, please feel free. I won't be able to see all of you at the same time, but I can see some of you. <laughs> I can see four by four, so there we go. So I'll be constantly scrolling through um, uh, people here. So Sid, welcome. And uh, Alexander, why are you driving and doing this? I'm not quite sure about that. Okay. Oh, don't, don't answer that question, please, Alexander. You should. I would prefer that you pull over and pay attention that way rather than driving. But I know you're, you you have to drive. So just don't look at me. Just look at the road. Here, I'm going to turn your video off. All right. And everybody, please mute. Mute your microphone. I can hear some people. All right, Brett, I'm going to start with you now. What, Brett, what gave you the uh, the desire, the impetus to join these Zoom sessions? <laughs> I know you've wanted to for a little while now. Yeah, I was trying to find the way in. Um, actually, it's coming in November. Uh, it would be the 20th anniversary of when I first started drawing automatically. Uh, which was the pretty pronounced what, moment in my life. What, what I, is coming? What is coming, Brett? Uh, the twentieth anniversary of when I of when I first started drawing automatically. Automatic okay. drawing. Right. Uh, so, How do you know that's not an entity that is possessing you? Uh, because we've done work that that keeps all of them away. Uh, what kind of work keeps all of them away? Well, we did the, the, the crystal, um, the, the diamond protection that we talked about a long time ago. The what? The diamond protection. You had something that was a diamond protection. 
that we did. I remember that. The diamond yeah. format. Sure, sure. Yeah. And um, I, I don't entertain that. I keep away from anything that seems like would be an entity. Uh, and I feel very confident that it's all internal. You know, there's, there's the movement of the internal that's sort of the other inside. But so, so you feel it's Kundalini induced? Yeah. Then why don't you just call it Kundalini writing or Kundalini drawing? Uh, because the, I don't have any reason to not call to, to avoid calling Kundalini like, but I also don't have any reason to call it Kundalini in that, unfortunately, that word objectively is sort of uh, sometimes, um, how can I say it? It's, it's uh, coveted, right? Coveted. It, coveted, coveted by some people. Yes. You know, I, and I don't want to get into a debate of whether I have it or not. And I don't oh, want to. Yeah. And oh, I don't. I yeah. And, and it doesn't really it doesn't really need to be labeled for me specifically because it's the internal uh investigation of of working with it so for instance the kundalini within me doesn't need to call itself kundalini to to uh to grow and to express itself well i'm sure i'm sure of that yeah um, well okay all right so so just a way of maintaining Kundalini privacy, it sounds like. I would, I would say so, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, and so this anniversary, uh, well, I, I want to congratulate you for it. Um, how does that relate to the Zoom session? I, I just was feeling to look back at uh, what I've been doing for 20 years, uh, reading my journals, and, you know, of course, you were part of it, right? And and our experiences in interactions. Yeah. yeah, and lots what, of writing what, there. What, was it two thousand six or seven? It was in I don't I can I didn't find any specific dates in my journal. Although I'm trying to think. Uh, it was after my first seminar where two people showed up. It was in Santa Cruz. It was uh, like your second seminar, but I met you several times in between the first seminar and second seminar. Um, yes, my popularity has been <laughs> diminished for <laughs> <this> year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Brett, and I want to congratulate you. Uh, are you going to celebrate it in some way? Oh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to write. I'm trying to review. And because it is a work of art, I'm trying to maybe think about a compendium of the works that I've done, arcs, thoughts, and uh, performances. Um, and also trying to revitalize. It's been, you know, up and down. It's been challenging to have a work of art that's so internalized. that I, the, the, For me, it's, it's the internal work is also part of the artwork. Um, trying to put it out in the public, right? And yeah, maybe you know, I don't. Maybe it's not ready to go out, or it will eventually go out. You know, what what needs to be what needs to be learned, what needs to be done. Uh, it's the internal movement, the Kundalini that just you know, you're ready now or not ready now. 
Um, but my ego still, you know, was still conflict with that. So, and I, I wouldn't even say that, you know, that my thought now, my ego needs to reevaluate and maybe how to be more public is not a form of the Kundalini speaking with me. Okay. All right. I, I don't necessarily would think that ego activation is contrary to, uh, to a spiritual movement. Sometimes it, it may be the proper thing to, to get movement. Did you say ego activation? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of desire or wanting sometimes through a spiritual process could be, you know, well, we have to, we have to honor, the, we have to honor the ego. We, you know, I never teach to kill the ego. Mm -hmm. Um, but we definitely need to control it. Yeah. Well, well, welcome once again. Thank uh, you. Good, and, uh, good, good to see we'll you. Go for you here. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm a little, I'm a little bit put off, uh, ladies and gentlemen, simply because of the hacking that made itself so completely apparent. <laughs> so you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit put off by that, but. Um, I guess I'll have to get another computer or something like that. Anybody know any hacking tips how to <laughs> unhack yourself? I don't know how I got hacked in the first place. I think it's Magdalene's fault, actually. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So here we go. Um, uh, so one thing I wanted to talk about today, which is it's a very, very strange subject, okay? It's not a subject that most of you will be familiar with. I touched on it a little bit on the Facebook group. This happens to people. This has been happening to people for untold thousands of years. Kundalini will mix our genetics with the genetics of other similar species. Similar in the sense that they're bipedal, uh, at least in the examples that I'm using. Uh, similar in the sense that that there are still old folklores in certain parts of the world where this was known about, and this, even though it wasn't accepted, it was known about, and it was it was uh, feared. It was feared in some places. And this is the the idea of the changeling. Does does everybody know what a changeling is? I can't see hands, so I'll switch. I guess just no. <laughs> you know what a changeling is, Barb? A changeling is an ancient uh, Celtic or Celtic term. Uh, describing a human child that has been replaced with a child that is of a fairy or elf-like quality. And this fairy child is raised by humans as their own. This still happens. Okay. This is a real thing, and Kundalini will allow it. If it serves the Kundalini, the Kundalini. And who has their microphone on? 
me. You guys got to turn the mic on. I have. I have the microphone on. English. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. We, we have the exact uh, same word in Norwegian called bytting. It's the same thing. Bytting means uh, change. What do they call it? What do they call it? Bytting. That, that. Okay, okay. I'm getting a wonderful getting echo a wonderful... from you, English. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it, it is a... Uh, it is a phenomena that that is worldwide. Now, I don't know of a single culture that accepts it. Uh, nobody likes to have their child replaced with some other kind of child, but it does happen, and it happens by virtue of grace. Grace allows this to occur, and uh, you have the fairies, you have the elves, you have the Kanichis. Uh, in southwestern United States, you have the little people of the jungle. I mean, it just goes on and on throughout all the different cultures and all the different climates. There's also those that are quite violent in their tendencies. And these are about four feet tall. And they will, they will hurt and kill uh, people. Um, yeah, this is true. This is happening in uh, in the Alaska Triangle area as we speak. So a lot of the disappearances that you see of children, you know, especially in that area, is due to the predation of these types of of uh, creatures. Now I have been visited directly by elves, so I know for a fact that they exist. And through that visitation, you know, they, you know, I, I, I learned a lot of things from them, different types of astral projection, things of that nature. And this is the interdimensional quality that they have. Uh, I'm not going to say that all Kundalini people will have these experiences, but some definitely will and are and, and do have these experiences currently, you know, even as we speak. They have a they have a split genetic heritage. Uh, uh, one part of them may be human, another part of them may be uh, of, of the elf or the fairy, or you know, call them what you will. Of these civilizations, these are interdimensional civilizations, and through the the blindness of contemporary human society, at least in the uh, the Western technological. Uh, populations, uh, they have no clue about this. They, they have no clue. They have no real idea that this is currently going on. Uh, and so they don't, they don't even have enough of uh, information to question it. Some pockets of people do. I mean, there some, some pockets of, of people in, 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 uh, the North American continent do have this happening and in Canada and in Mexico. Uh, and they recognize that, you know, their child is floating in the air and, oh my God, why is that happening? Et cetera, et cetera, so forth. And so these are things that are helpful for people to understand that 
when you have the kundalini, you enter into a field of extra widened dimensional understanding. Uh, you come into a field of knowledge that surpasses the, the single plane of existence that we operate from, typically operate from. So you look at David Sula Brisbane, right? Hi, David, I'm going to use you. <laughs> David is a computer person. He, he probably knows how to anti-hack my computer. <laughs> but he's a Kundalini man at the same time. And so the great uh, divide exists within him. He's Western, hard, hard, uh, hard, not hard copy, but hardware uh, computer type of a person. He knows how to work on the computers. He knows how to probably even put one together if he wanted to. But does he know how to visit these other dimensions? Probably not. But because I'm speaking to it, because he has the Kundalini, he's open to it, I'm sure. So this, this is a huge level of exploration for Kundalini people to partake of. And you can ask your own Kundalini if this is something that, that she wants you to even focus on. Another reason I bring this up is this is where many of the entities can come from. And almost, you know, there, there is a certain level of entity that, that comes into the, the physical realm by lowering its vibration. And this lowered vibration uh, correlates with the, the low vibrational qualities of individuals you know, expressing things like fear or terror or greed or malice or in some way uh, they're thinking and, and radiating uh, certain levels of low vibrational qualities. And these entities from other dimensions will come through. Now, there are those that are specifically assigned to this world and they can't really do anything but exist where they are and and interact with this world in a limited format, such as giving giving people emotions or feelings. Uh, the lower they go in their vibration, the, the stronger their presence is felt. Um, and they come in various shapes and sizes. Uh, you have those that are like eight or nine feet tall, and they wear pointy hats, you know, the pointy hat guy. You know, and they're, they're there simply to terrorize you. They feed off of your fear. And then you have the sexual feeders, those who are, who are uh, programmed uh, to, to stimulate sexual activity and then feed off of that activity. Uh, and it, they come in all shapes and sizes. Not all of them are, are well, the, the lower vibe ones are typically destructive. They're, in some way, they're not. Uh, there to make you happy. They're not there to educate you. No, they're there to use you. You're, you're like, uh, you know, you're like a food source for them in the various emotional frequencies that you give off due to your Kundalini expansions. And, and the very fact that you have the Kundalini is a signal to them that you're 
that you exist and that you know you're you you would be a ripe fruit for them okay because because of the level of energy that the kundalini gives off so th these are these are very particular things that you need to understand as you have the kundalini it's when i say that when you can see them they can see you this is a very 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 uh truthful statement and because you are in the body and you have the kundalini and this world is comprised of a predatory uh, context of life, life consumes life here. Uh, okay. And, and life is varied in its expressions on this world. Rocks are alive. Okay. Certain types of minerals and crystals are conscious. They don't operate on the same consciousness that humans do, but that doesn't detract from their actual consciousness. A lot of the Native Americans understood this. They understood that, you know, Father Sky, Father Tree, Father Rock, you know, that type of thing, you know, was going on quite a bit. And as your Kundalini expands your level of consciousness appreciation from these areas, you will begin to understand that this is a truth and you may be communicated with. And the thing that I'm trying to get you to do is, is to learn how to distinguish it from an entity and, and from another form of consciousness. Uh, one consciousness that is fairly easy to, to communicate with on this level are the, are the mushrooms, the, the, the mushrooms, the mosses, uh, the algae like, I don't know the, the scientific terms right now, but uh, you can communicate fairly well with them. And that leads us straight into the fairy and elf kingdom, where you can also communicate. Now, they're not exactly always friendly with us because of what we're doing to this world that they share with us. This world is part of their multidimensional reality, and they do pay attention to how things are going here. And they're not happy with how at least Western humanity is is, is polluting this world, the, the plastic in the oceans, the... Uh, the excessive amounts of methane and carbon monoxide and sulfur dioxide and nitrogen, you know, in the air. It just it, anything that is not conducive to a forest or a jungle, they're not happy about. Okay. And that includes the ocean. So for you to go out and communicate with them and expect them to be friendly towards you, you know, that might not be uh, the best plan in the world. But when you're walking in the forest and you fear, you, you feel like you're being watched, that's a signal. Now, there's two things that can be happening. If you're walking in the forest and you feel like you're being observed or watched, not so much hunted. There's a very different level of, of telepathic communication that occurs when you're being hunted. Um, I've experienced this directly. Uh, uh, laying on my surfboard off the coast of Santa Barbara. Uh, you know, I was being circled by a great white shark. But I couldn't see it. You can't see it when you're in the water. You can't really see what's ahead of you in the water, even if the water's clear, which it wasn't clear. But other people from the cliffs could see it, and they were trying to wave me in. But they didn't have to because I felt the energy of the hunt. 
I knew that I was being hunted and observed and uh, considered as a prey, as an item of prey. And I, I remember saying to myself, this is so not fun anymore. I'm going in. You know, and I did. I went in. And then, the, of course, the people told me what was occurring. That type of feeling is different than what I'm saying. I'm, I'm This would be more akin to, it's a terrible analogy, but uh, being observed while you're bathing in the wild, being observed while you're in the water in a lake, uh, and you're and you're and you're swimming, uh, you know, and and there will be things that are watching, observing, and because of your heightened Kundalini senses, you will feel that observation, and your your mind will will simply go, oh, there's somebody out there watching me, right? And that's true that somebody is watching you, but it's not necessarily a human form that is watching you. As I mentioned before, there are creatures on this world right now that prefer to stay hidden, that are actively observing humanity in, in natural settings. And so you want to be aware of this. You want to, and you don't have to be in a forest. You don't have to be in a natural setting. You can be in, in Sophia's flat right now. Or Julia's, or in, in Alexander's car. I mean, you can be in these areas, and these uh, creatures, or, or shall we say, these other creations will come forward to you. Not all of them have the lifespan of a human either. Some of them don't experience death uh, as we do on the physical level. Okay. Uh, they're interdimensional and, and the time factor of biological degradation doesn't affect them at all. They've been here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You need to appreciate that. You need to appreciate their knowledge and their experience of, of observing and participating with the, the human forms of life on this world. They can come to you in your dream life as well. Because you have Kundalini, because you have this divine spark of radiance coming through you, this will often attract them to you. Oh, there's someone named Barb, and she has she has that special quality. Let's go visit her and see what she's about. And they will do that. They will do that. Uh, you know, I've had Kundalini for such a long time that, that I've had plenty of visits from these creatures, but also from other creatures that aren't so peaceful, shall we say. <laughs> It's, it's like I mentioned before, the lower the vibration, the stronger the impact on the physical. So I've encountered some, some very high vibratory beings, amazing beings, and I've encountered some very, very low ones as well. And they're all mixed up together. Now, the higher ones, of course, it's kind of like uh, when you put different uh grades of sand together and you shake it up a little bit or you put it on a vibration table and you'll see that the, the sands will will organize themselves into very very fine to very very coarse 
the coarseness due to gravity will be on the bottom. And then you'll have the gradation going up to the top. Uh, this will occur on, on energetic levels as well. Um, but they are, they are that way. They're organized that way. But they are also mixed. Some of them can mix. Like some of the uh, fine, fine, fine frequencies can go quite easily into the lower vibrations without becoming the lower vibration. Actually, what they're doing is they're doing the same thing that a Kundalini person does when a Kundalini person goes into the population. Uh, they begin to raise the vibration without even trying to raise the vibration. You know, Brett. Brett will will bring his artwork and his and his uh, his activity into a public venue. You know, they'll they'll see him doing his kriyas and, and automatically painting. They won't realize that their vibration is being raised at the exact time that they're observing it. It's the same with with uh, Julia when she's working in the lab. Okay, and she she's working with life forms that humans do not feel have conscious expression, which are the viruses, and they very much do have conscious expression. Okay. And her her lab, uh, you know, she works directly with viruses and manipulates them and, and doing tests and things like that on them. And should she ever decide to try to communicate with them, they might just communicate back. And let me tell you, when, when something like that decides to communicate back, it's very surprising for the person that gets the communication. Extremely so. It would be like, like uh, Dr. Anthony having one of his dogs speak English to him. Okay? They understand English quite well. Okay? Because dogs are, you know, have a high degree of emotional telepathy. Very, very keyed into a person's feeling, happiness, stability, and, and anger. You know, if that comes up, you know, they're keyed into that telepathically. So they know Mr. Crow will be here. You know, he's very cued into to what I do and how I do what I do, what I'm feeling, what I'm not feeling. Uh, and so and so on and so forth. And this this occurs with these other creatures as well. And so there's this huge ocean, this huge, huge energetic ocean that you have been brought into by virtue of your grace. And yes, yes, grace does protect you from some of it, but not all of it. You're not going to learn by always being within a protective cover. You're not going to learn anything except that, wow, you know, look at all that stuff going on. You have to experience it directly. And this is what the Kundalini will also bring to you. That direct experience with other reality consciousness. It's a big deal and it's what drives most people crazy when they have the Kundalini and they begin to see these things. Okay. Dr. Anthony was, was quite fortunate in being you know, scratched and clawed. Because he didn't, he wasn't allowed to see what was doing the scratching. If that had occurred, if he could see what was scratching him, oh my gosh, hello, psych ward. <laughs> and he's a doctor, he's going to self admit. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Doctor. Um, so, so you know, this is something that is very, very, very important. Now, you look at somebody like uh, Magdalene. Magdalene or Magali, you know, she knows this. She knows this intimately because it's with her 24-7. She has been possessed by around seven or nine entities, which happened in 2011 in Ireland and was brought about by uh, a participant in that seminar having a grandfather who was a black magician and who possessed all of his grandchildren with demons. This guy comes to the seminar and pollutes the entire crowd. Not, not, not everybody got it, but a third of them did. Magali was one of them. And as, and as I said before, with Magali, because she, she, uh, she started working with her kundalini shortly after that in a conscious way, she was able to turn that hardship into a, an educational journey of, of, of self-realization. She has done so, and she con continues to do so to this day. It's not an easy journey. It's not easy. But some of you are going to have this experience, and you need to be prepared for it. Uh, one, of the, one of these uh, areas of interaction will occur when, you, when a thought is inserted or a feeling is inserted into your mind that you do not own. And so the big, the big question is there, do you own any of your thoughts? Okay, are you taking conscious ownership of what you think? Are you taking conscious ownership of how you feel and why you feel that way? So I'm going to bring Magali uh, onto microphone here. Come on, turn it on. Here we go. Now, explain to people what it's like to have the entities inject a thought or a feeling against your will, against your better consciousness. How does that feel? Mm, so typically it's with jealousy. Uh, like or, or like I, I will see someone and I and I'll I'll feel the irritation or jealousy or this uh, lower lower um, feelings for people. And how do they, how do they, do they insert a thought or an action from you based upon those feelings? Uh, it's just, uh, it's just an emotion. I would say it's an emotion that I feel and, uh, and sometimes it's a bit difficult to reverse that emotion. And what does it do to you physiologically? Um, I know that I've, I've experienced a lot, a lot of anxiety. Um, that's, that's the, the main thing that's happened to me is the anxiety. Uh, so I can, I can even feel it, uh, physically in, on the left, on the, on the side of my heart, okay. uh, like the heart or the and uh, the, sometimes the kundalini inserts energy there and I feel better. 
Um, what does it do with your tongue? Yeah, um, with the tongue, it, but not so much these days because I've I, I think I managed to to control this. But now you're mentioning it. Now they're trying to speak <laughs> for me, so it's more difficult. Um, but yeah, they they used to to play with my tongue, like put it in a certain way or certain shape or. And they try to take over your feet as well. Yes, my feet, my hands. Yeah, my hands and my feet. Yeah. And what do you do to counter that? What do you do to counter that so that you're not? What I did, for example, when I was swimming, that was really annoying because I I could feel they were like I was swimming and they were moving my arms for me. So what I did is that I. I decided to not swim, not move so fast, but to consciously look at my hands. Like when I was swimming, I was looking at my hands to make sure, I don't know, just the fact of, of just the fact of looking at my hands, it helped me to, to make sure it was me moving my hands. And I did this for many months. And recently I've realized uh, uh, that it feels like I'm in charge of my hands again now when I swim. Very good, very good, very good. And thank you, my dear, thank you. So so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. They can have a direct physiological effect upon you. Um, this is where we're getting a lot of these school shootings. These entities come in to people that are sensitive. They dominate the... Uh, the, the individual's consciousness, they infiltrate into the consciousness so that they can move the body. They can load the gun. They can point the gun and they can pull that trigger. And the person uh, who was born with that body, that consciousness is, is as much a prisoner as anybody in jail right now. Okay. You need to understand that this is real. This has direct real effect upon our society and on the society you live in. Okay. Uh, I want to bring somebody else on mic here. Miss Holly. Holly, Holly, Holly. Now, because you live, Holly, because you live on a massacre site, you have plenty of experience with lower vibrational entities. Is this true? Yeah. And you were actually raised by parents that would purposefully situate themselves and your and you and your sisters and brother on uh, on places where there were extremely low vibrations, right? And how have you learned to deal with that? Um, well, for, for me, I've had, like, even as a kid, I would have to stay, well, and I think this, well, this is what saved me, because my older sister is possessed, and she is a prisoner in her own body, that I, I need, I had to, and have to now stay in the light. I have to watch my thoughts, I have to, I can't do, like, you know, it's one thing, like, as a kid, like, you want to do something bad, you know, just to try it out, well, 
don't really have as much choice to do that because it's like they start to like take you over and pull you into the darkness and then it is like poison it feels like it's poisoning me so I just have to stay in the light watch my thoughts watch how I feel about people not stay angry just keep forgiving even when it feels like you can't um and just I, I it's like you kind of have to be well, like a role model like and then people call you oh you're trying to be goody two shoes like your parents make fun of you but you have to to survive it's true you're absolutely correct okay how does it affect you now having your your four children in the house and and are they seeing this? Does your husband see this? Does this, does this get shared among anybody in your, in your family? It's not as bad now, but I mean, yeah, because it would, I mean, it would take Grant over. I mean, he would try to kill me. So, um, and it would, my husband too, it would, you know, take so, him so, over. So if it's not too difficult for you to describe what occurred with that. Um, with Grant, uh, no, he, no, start with your husband. Start with your husband. Okay. Your husband um, who, is not, who is not Kundalini active, right? Correct. Um, he would, well, with the anger, and then, you know, like, he, it was like he would snap and then, like, ch sometimes choke me, and, but then not, like, 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 I would be able to, I, I this is my Kundalini that was kind of, like, reaching into him and, like, getting him to, like, refocus on me so that he would stop um and then once he comes back he does not remember doing the things that he does no he does he looks at me like i'm crazy same with your son right yeah even talking to him now about like i mean he would physically like tackle me to the ground my son and and get on me and put his hands around my neck and say i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking kill you right like things that a six-year-old should not i mean that was like from you know, four, five, six, seven, thing, and, and like he would have a different voice. He would tell me like the worst things you could ever think of. And then once again, my Kundalini would go, it, it would like go in almost and pull him back into the light. And sometimes he would just start sobbing. And there's times that I recorded him and showed him and he could not accept that that was him doing that to his own mother. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're talking about here. Okay, you look at her husband. Her husband is like six foot four or something like that, and and Holly's like five foot two or something like that, and you know she barely weighs a hundred pounds, and so the six foot four man decides he's going to strangle her in their kitchen. Okay, and that's an entity possessing this individual. And the same thing is happening with her son. Okay, now this doesn't happen all the time. And uh, I'm sure it hasn't happened for quite a while, but the propensity is there. And you need to understand that. And it does, you don't have to be, you know, a, a miniature Barbie doll to be victimized by these, by these creatures. They can just as easily come or try to come into your head and have you do things against your will. And the way you allow that to happen is by harboring lower vibrations. By having and acting upon lower vibrations. Lower vibrations of control. You want to control everybody in your life, everybody around you, your kids, your 
your spouse, you know, your job, you want to control, control, control. And this is setting you up to be controlled. And with, with Magdalene, you know, that uh, a lot of them will push these lower vibrations, such as jealousy. Jealousy is basically a fear, a fear of abandonment. Okay. And so they will push jealousy to the, to the extreme. And what does a jealous husband do? What does a jealous girlfriend do? What does a jealous wife do? You know, there are people that have committed murders based upon jealousy, strictly just jealousy. Okay. So this is what you must understand with the, uh, with, with entity, you've got to get a hold of what you're thinking and how you're feeling. You've got to know why you feel the way you feel. And you have to take responsibility for that. This is extremely important. You know, you look at the shooting down in Texas. You think that guy was in his head, in his right mind? You think that 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 18 year old kid wasn't possessed? Of course he was possessed. And you can just go right down the list, right down the list of these mass shootings. And you can find entity participation in every single one. And here's the thing, just like Brett, just like Brett showing his artwork in Sausalito near San Francisco, raising the vibration of people just by doing that, just by virtue of Julia sitting on the train as a Kundalini activated individual, raising the vibration of the chain of the train, putting uh, energetic imprints on the seat that she is sitting in, on the on the buttons that she pushes, it's the same thing that you all do. It, wherever you live, you're raising the vibration. And this is why the entities will come to you and try to corrupt you, because they do not want that vibration rate. They do not. They want to keep it low. They want to keep it low because they feed on fear. They feed on terror. They feed on sadness. They feel on. They feed on suicide. These are their foods for them. Okay, I've got one person I've been working with for a few years now, and it's a sporadic working because she has been possessed. She's been possessed by a sexual feeder who will literally rape her against the wall whenever it wants to. Okay, and because it feels so good, when that occurs, she is trapped by that sensation. She is trapped by that. She cannot have a relationship because of this entity. So never, ever, ever uh, operate under the assumption that that interplay over the real the reality parameters cannot occur. It most definitely occurred. Most definitely occurred. And it occurs every day, everywhere on this planet. But it doesn't have to occur inside your equation. One of the best things to counter low vibratory impulses is by keeping your vibration rate high. How do you keep your vibration rate high? You have copious feelings of love, copious feelings of inner joy. 
okay, you remember a happy time and you bring that memory into the present moment that may not be so happy and you've just changed the vibration of that present moment for you, not necessarily for other people, but definitely for you. And as you bring that happiness into your space, your Kundalini amplifies it into your radiance and brings it into the environment. You see how that works? <laughs> Is it as clear as mud? <laughs> as you said, let the room. Said, said, forget this. I got to go to the toilet. <laughs> You got to understand this. This is true. This is the truth. This is the truth, my friend. You need to to really <laughs> you need you need to you need to understand this. I mean, just because your physical eyes cannot perceive them doesn't mean that they're not there. You can't perceive a virus floating in your aura, can you? You can't see the viruses. Julia's got to use a microscope. Or you can find other ways to see things. Okay. The third eye comes into in, into into the grace of Kundalini. The third eye comes into the grace of Kundalini, and it she controls whether it, it it is completely open or not. If a person tries to control that with their egotism, they're 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 heading straight for the psych ward. Okay, but the Kundalini, she can control what you're seeing and how you're seeing what you're seeing. Okay. I, I wasn't born with a third eye open. Absolutely not. But she opened it very soon, you know, after, after I was incarnated. She opened that up because I got to see everything. Okay. Um, so just because you don't see it with your physical eyes does not mean it's not there. With Holly, you know, she can see the dark forms moving down the hallway, okay, standing next to a bedroom door. Uh, you know, she, she's reported these things to me. I hope it's okay for me to say such thing, Holly. <laughs> Is that a yes, a thumbs up, thumbs down? <laughs> okay. So, you know, this, this is, this is absolutely crucial that you understand this. And this, this is crucial that you understand the necessity for keeping high vibrational frequencies within you. Your Kundalini. There she is. Hi, Leandra. Cough, cough, cough. <laughs> so, <laughs> they can make you cough too, by the way. There she is. Hello. Hello. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, all the way from England. Ah, uh, somebody else too. Nice. Hi, My other sister. Hi, ah, your sister. Okay, hello, sister. <laughs> Did you just come on, ladies? I've been listening now for about twenty minutes. I'd say it's the first oh, one I've been okay. able to join. I'm so happy. <laughs> Good to see you. It's been a Thank long you. time coming. Yes. Yeah. Sorry for uh, interrupting. Please continue. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm on this subject for you because I know you're a nurse and I know that, that, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you give health and healing to other people. And so how, how amazingly important it is for you to be pure here 
before you're reaching out into your patients, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's incredibly important. And also for your own health. Now, are you having that long COVID? Is that what's happening with you? Me? Yeah. No, thank goodness, no. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. I did have it, but it's, um, no, I'm, I'm okay, thankfully. Excellent, excellent. Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. Well, yeah, this is Leandra, everybody. This is Leandra from the Facebook group, and uh, she, she's actually got a current posting up there helping uh, somebody who's been addicted to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. So and for you. little kids, I am uh, a guardian for some very vulnerable children um, and trying to improve their, their outcomes, I guess. Oh, In good, life. good. Yeah. Good. Keep that vibration rate high, though. Don't let anything of a negative, yeah. lower vibrational quality affect you. Okay. I try my best. I, my Kundalini, I think, is the yeah. best teacher. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and I do it for everyone. Yeah. 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 Wonderful, my dear. Wonderful. Good to see you and your sister. Good to see you both. <laughs> sort of see the sister. She's back in the shadows there. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, what do you do, uh, sisters, uh, to keep your vibration high and and healthy? Um, I I love listening to the birds and sitting in the sunshine every morning and every evening. Boom! Boom! That every is a great way. Yeah. That is a great way. Nature is a bastion of positive energy. For me, I would say um, my environment is is key and um, very much stepping out into a sanctuary each day, which I'm lucky enough to do. Um, I'm creating that, that very safe space for myself to feel safe. Good. Within, within, right? Within, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you, sisters. Thank you very much. This thank you. Okay, and then I'm going to come on over to, to Barbara. Now, as many of you know, um, Barbara uh, Whedon is, is She's a very happy person. She's very grateful. She's a very thankful individual. And that positivity serves her well. And I just want to ask you, Barbara, what do you do to, to stay within that positive rate of, of high vibration? Gosh, you caught me off guard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, you nailed it when you said, I. I I live in gratitude. Each breath I take is a breath of gratitude. I wake up and I do like what the, one of the sisters said. I sit outside and I listen to the birds and I'm outside most of the day. Grace has granted me some special spaces to do these ceremonies and these, these things I do to keep myself centered and high vibration. And I'm just so blessed at times that... I share you these. Are I share the, blessings, the blessings that you have are the blessings that you share. Yes. 
Yes. You share. You give right back to those birds and trees, sunshine. You know, now, David, go ahead. Master Chris, I just, I just, sometimes it's just so profound, this, this journey, and I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for you. And I just, I just get tongue tied when you, I get really nervous and I'm trying to build my, my um, strength in speaking clearly and concisely, but I am just emotion. I am love. I am love. And I express it every way I can. And I create my day with, let me, let me do no harm, you know? So I, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I do know. I do know that. Well done, Barbara. Well Thank done. You. Keep that going. Keep that going. It's incredibly important, not just for you, but for everything around you. You know, and I have to reiterate, this is why negative entities will attack Kundalini people, because they want to drive down that positivity. They want to create imbalance and corruption. This is their job. Our job is to to do it differently. Our job is to bring out positivity. And what this creates is as they push for negativity and we push for positivity, balance is given. Yes. Balance is given. Okay. Uh, we don't have a choice so much uh, <laughs> within Kundalini. Within Kundalini, I mean, we can operate from fear and that's a level of lower vibration. Uh, but as she educates us, uh, we we are able to, to manifest levels of, of internal joy. Now, there's another question coming up, and it was a question Can I, that... Yeah, go ahead. One go thing ahead. I do, also, I, I, I don't um, get into the media very much at all. My Kundalini will show me and let me know what I need to know within the time, but she... She directs me not to, and it keeps me very peaceful, and I move forward with what I need to do in a much more harmonic place. So that's yeah, I get, to, I get to, to experience the media as well. And what she does for me is she just shows me the truth behind, behind the lie that the editors at the media put together. Because yes. they put together certain kinds of facts and figures that that – uh, are, are used to uh, suggest in a suggestive way, uh, bring people's opinions in a certain fashion. And they use that because they all know that when you watch TV or even when you're listening to the radio, your brain goes into an alpha wave receptive state, especially when you're watching it on, on, on a screen. And so they, they create the editorial process in a way that allows your feelings of outrage or your feelings of, of, of defensiveness, your feelings of fear to be manipulated in a specific way. She shows me exactly what's going on with that. And so there's no way, there's no way. Uh, and, and Sid says the news with blue fingerprints. I'm not quite sure what that is, but but there's no way that they can hide from the Kundalini. So, so I get to know, you know, I get to know exactly what's going on with that. Uh, David is, is asking a question about uh, uh, symptoms. Can you come on? Can you come on, uh, turn your microphone, David, and, and, and ask the question out loud? Okay. 
Our fingers becoming numb also a Kundalini symptom, specifically the index thumb and middle finger of the left hand. Uh, index finger experienced it most strongly. It was also accompanied uh, stretching like Kriya's. Maybe it will go to the right hand too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that can be a Kundalini symptom for sure. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, that, that you have an illness or anything like that. It can also be a Kriya, uh, but do pay attention to that and do the stretching. If you're not doing stretching on a daily basis, then I, I would advise you to start. It can also happen with the feet and the toes as well. And surprisingly, it can also happen with the genitals as well. So be aware of, of what, uh, what's happening to these specific body parts get to know your body to the point where you, you even even doing this is a great finger stretch okay i don't know if they call it cracking yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah uh and and sid sid uh, mentioned Oh, okay, so we got Silvana also says, I experienced this too in the last days when I wake up, my whole arms and hands are numb. No blood running in the arms at all. Well, actually, the blood is running. It's the nervous system that is being affected by the Kundalini, not the blood. Now, you know, unless, of course, you are pinching off, you know, a vein, but like, let's say you sleep like this, you know, and, and you're not taking uh, good amounts of a vitamin C complex too. To keep your your veins and arteries uh, uh, shall we say flexible you can cut off your circulation by sleeping that way and yeah you know just the same way you cut off your you know your leg goes to sleep for the same way so uh, typically it won't happen if you're standing or sitting in a way that is pinching off of the blood the blood flow but it will definitely affect the nervous system first uh, now there, there are certain medical symptoms too that, that correlate with, uh, tingling in your fingertips, things of that nature. So you want to make sure that, that these are associated with Kundalini rather than associated with some other, um, illness that you might have. And I, I'm hesitant to say anything, uh, regarding the various ailments that can come through with that, uh, for, cause I don't want to act like I'm practicing medicine but uh you might want to just look and look, go on the internet say uh tingling fingertips or, or fingertips going numb and see what other medical uh issues might might be relevant to those symptoms and sid sid was commenting on the media and he says a while back i used to call them vibrational attacks and the news with the blue frequency in the background so not quite sure what that's about there you have <laughs> okay all right questions comments concerns judith what do you think about all this Uh, it's so interesting because I was thinking on the questions when we began Zoom. How can we distinguish uh, Kundalini uh, phenomena to other illnesses, symptoms? 
Excellent question. Excellent question, Judith. Sometimes it's very, very hard, but here's the deal. If you start feeling bad, and I'm talking about emotional frequency, right? If, 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 a, if a feeling is being placed within you that has no reason to be there. So, so all of a sudden, Judith, you're feeling sad or bad and it's for no reason. Nothing's happened to you that should make you feel this way at all. You're not watching anything on TV that is, that is sad or, or hurtful. Uh, nothing's happened to you in that moment that's sad or hurtful. And all of a sudden, boom, you're feeling sad and hurtful. That's an entity. That's an entity pushing that corruption within you. And another way to discern is if you choose or it feels like you're choosing to do something that is amoral or unethical. <laughs> you're welcome, Ms. Dodson. Amoral or unethical. If you're choosing to do unethical things, that is also an influence from an entity, unless you're just an evil person, Judith. And, and frankly, I don't see that either. You don't look like an evil person to me, and I don't feel the radiance of corruption coming from you. And so I know that this would be something that is external to you, outside of you, coming in and pushing you into a certain way. You understand? I do. That's how you determine the difference. Go ahead, Sid, with your question. Hey, Grism. Hey, everybody. Um, I have a question you mentioned about um, entities or, um, you know, them, or, you know, how do I say this? Um, you having, <clears throat> yes, you having thoughts that are not yours, or even, even you have these thoughts, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, where is this coming from? Um, is there a certain point on the Kundalini path um, where this begins to happen? See what you're what I've also read on your on your Facebook page, I can somewhat familiarize with my experiences. I don't know if it's, I'm still too early into it. Um, I don't know if these you know um, these entities or corrupting your thoughts comes later on in the journey. Like I said, it's been my what third year. Um, I'm still it's still a little forward to me. I've, I haven't had this much let's say interference. As I wouldn't say yet. It can, happen. it can happen. It can happen at any time in your journey, okay. Sid. It can okay. happen I just want right after the activation. A lot of people act, you know, they, they have their activation and they start seeing entities which send them straight into the psych ward. Yeah. Okay, unless, unless they have some information. Uh, so it can happen at any time. Uh, the, the most important thing is to get as much uh, actionable and valuable information as you could get before it happens. It's still going to rock your reality. It's going to it's going to shatter your complacent ideology about what your reality is or is not. Mm -hmm. When you see okay. that, when you feel that, when you when you know when you hear the on the wall, or you you see the the, the floating gaseous black pyramid attacking you. Uh, <laughs> or you see the head come out of the table. I mean, you name it. I mean, they'll they try lots of different ways. Um, <laughs> Crazy. 
<sighs> See, this is the danger of third eye opening. This is the danger of third eye opening without Kundalini, because you get to see all that without any kind of Kundalini understanding or protection. Um, people also say, um, even if you have an awakening, your pineal is partially open or it's calcified still because of the society you live in. How, how, how true is that? Uh, it, 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 there is some weak, weak W-E-A-K truth to that. Um, that's what I figured. Kundalini does, does not have limitations on what it can do physiologically. Uh, to the human body. So if you have a calcified pineal gland, you'll just uncalcify it. That calcium that is that is that, that has been lodged in the tiny tiny pineal gland will just get run through the body system uh, and excrete it if it's if there's too much. I mean, she can really pretty much manipulate the human body any way she wishes. <laughs> and by she, I'm talking about Sacred Mother. The Holy Ghost in the uh, in the uh, Christian context. So so uh, is it partially open? It's activated. Uh, uh, when you have a Kundalini activation, your pineal gland is goes through an activation. It's the beginning of the in light in mint, and I mean M E A N T. Okay, enlightenment, the enlightening that is meant to occur for a human being. Uh, so yeah, so you get that now. Unactivated, the pineal gland is is open to a certain degree, you know, for specific levels of survival mechanisms. Dreaming, uh, uh, you know, dreaming is controlled by the pineal gland and the and the, the the specific hormones that are pushed out by that, and in conjunction with other hormonal secretions. So, so yeah, I mean, there is a specific level of opening that the pineal gland does outside of Kundalini. And that's just, you know, that's for the sleeping person. And by that, I mean sleeping consciousness, uh, person to survive in the world, to have that intuition, like, oh, I'm being hunted. Boom. That can come from the pineal. Okay. Where is the food? Where is my next food coming from? Where is a safe place to sleep? Where you know these these are these are uh, uh, these these are psychic gifts that the that the pineal gland will honor. Hi, Nicole. Good to see you. Hi. Uh, so there's a lot to that. I, I I don't want to say that because the pineal gland isn't within the enlightenment that that people do not have certain skill sets that they can use that they don't even know they have to use because psychology is such a young, young science that psychology cannot cover it because they can't replicate it, measure it, or, or you know, really understand it from the, uh, from the narrow window of the scientific method. Okay, and, and, and no offense to the psychologist out there. <laughs> Hello, hello, somebody's. <laughs> Let's see who that is. How can you be listening to this and listening to music at the same time? <laughs> I had one more question, I guess. Um, Go ahead. 
I'm, I'm looking back at my earlier years um, and I was super confused why I was constantly going through trauma. Um, and wait, wait, wait. I, back up, back up. You broke up a little bit on that. Something about so trauma. I was, yeah, I was saying that I was looking back at my prior to my activation, right? Prior to the awakening beginning, um, I always asked why am I constantly going through trauma? And it's not like I lived in an environment, I guess, let's say outside, let's say outside of my home, my close friends, none of them experienced what I was going through. Um, you know, they lived fairly moderate, happy lives. And so I, I always asked myself, why did, why was I, why was I going through so much trauma over and over and over again? What kind of and trauma? Then I had, uh, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, psychological torture. Um, physical, within, physical abuse at all? Not a, uh, sometimes it would leave. Sometimes it would lead into, uh, you know, assault. Let's say, like just with an older brother, right? Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing from your parents. You had an older brother that would pick on you, right? No, sir. Yeah, well, he's. I mean, he's schizophrenic. So, um, and he's just a complete, you know, complete ass. <laughs> Doesn't realize he's. You know, he has no remorse or. He has no feelings of empathy, right? He cannot empathize. So he doesn't know he's hurting people. So I dealt with that for a long, long time. And then I went from, and then when I actually ran away from the house, I moved in with another family member who ended up also being a psychopath and a toxic abuser. So I dealt with that for a few years. So I kept running into this and then I had the activation. And then over time I realized, okay, I needed that trauma to serve as a catalyst for the awakening. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. So, so I wanted to ask you, all of that was obviously supposed to happen so that I could get to a point to where I was triggered into an awakening, right? Yes, yes, okay. actually, actually, that was, that was karma. That was a karmic yeah. element of, of childhood, which, which happens with Kundalini people quite often, is they have to burn off the karma during childhood because that's the time when they're most, uh, vulnerable. And this is the time when they can do it. It doesn't mean the Kundalini won't protect you. It'll certainly protect you as a child. You won't be allowed to die. Okay. Yeah. But you will be allowed to be harmed. No. And then, and then, the, you know, I, I, I have my awakening and it's traumatizing itself to have your third eye opened. Sometimes most of the time it is traumatizing. And then actually I have a feeling that I'd also read up about how it activates karma. You start to also purge a lot of karma. When you have your awakening, so the so the karmic part of trauma didn't stop; it actually continued, and and, and in some cases it actually got, you know, it turned up a notch. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I was I just I just kept getting confused. I'm like, oh my god, now I feel like I've been blessed. And at the same time, it's actually getting more extreme. So why no, is that? No, the, the 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 karma will will start in a childhood, and it will continue. Yeah. Until you reach a certain level where you have burned off enough of that karma you certainly won't have burned all of it but you'll burn enough of it <clears throat> that you can focus on other areas rather or actually you can still focus on other areas without being consumed by the karma but you'll have to experience the karma in order to to exceed uh i should say not exceed but to to progress further. 
there's always going to be a karmic payment to be made for further progression. Yeah, and then and then you mentioned earlier about entities wanting to lower your vibration. I didn't even know anything about vibration until I had my awakening. And then I obviously know I obviously noticed, hey, I, I mean something's increasing, right? I mean I felt a lot more positive. My vibration's rising. I can feel my ears buzzing all the time. Something's happening. And uh, I was in college at the time when it happened that I obviously learned about vibration pretty fast. I learned that it was increasing. I started becoming more positive as well. But when you, what I mentioned earlier about vibrational attacks is I was experiencing people around me not even knowing what I was going through. And indirectly trying, indirectly lowering my vibration because I was triggering them. I'm not sure, you know. But I was in a high stress environment. I think you're right on target. You're right on target. So I called them vibrational attacks because they—I don't think they were aware of what they were doing. But it was, in a way, it was like, hey, this individual's trying to lower my vibration, right? Vibrational attacks. This is what happens in a marriage. Okay. Yeah. When one spouse activates and the other spouse isn't activated, the activated spouse will trigger the unactivated spouse. Okay, and, and I've, I've put it uh, in, in different ways over the years, but the, the way I like to put it the best is is mimicking the uh, the um, a, a physics, an example of physics. So you have you have a you have a photonic package that is circling around a uh, an atom, right? So you have the electrons circling around the atom and they're circling around the atom at a certain rate of speed, right? So let's just say the Kundalini atom, you know, has these electrons circling around it and it's fast because it's a high vibratory rate, but it comes in contact with other atoms that are not circulating as fast. And so those photonic packets or electrons, impact the slower ones forcing them to go faster yep which creates an irritation which creates you know the the, a a feeling of of anxiety within the person whose molecular or whose atomic spin rates are slower and so they have to make this adjustment it's like oh god you know they're telling their friends do you ever stand next to jim grace He said, yeah, yeah, you guys stood next to him. Do you ever feel that? That, pain that, you know? that guy pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now here's the thing now. Jim can, can preload those packets with love, with joy, with blessing, with forgiveness. He can preload those packets that way. That's the radiance of grace coming into his energetic anatomy. And when those qualities impact the other people, they kind of feel like, wow, have you ever stood next to Jim Breeze? It's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. I don't know what was happening, you know, that's what they call years. Yeah. They call it charisma. They call that charisma. Oh, he has such good charisma, right? Yeah. So you're going to be a makes so much sense. 
you're, you're going to have these things happen to you. So, you know, you're going to, I like no, and I can't, I, I can't and sitting next to people. I've got no problem because I know what I'm doing and I'm right. taking yeah. responsibility for what I'm doing. <laughs> I know it's filling up the entire building. And I just let that ecstatic bliss flow mm-hmm. and still try to work on my computer at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate this. This is very, uh, no, this makes a lot no. of sense. Thank you for your excellent, excellent question. Uh, and you and you will continue. Your Your grace will continue to work on you in those ways and just accept it. Bless it. Be grateful. Just turn the page on over to Barbara Whedon's pick and look at that gratitude in her <laughs> face and bring, bring that radiance of gratitude into your own expression and your own experience. Hi, lots of nice sweetheart. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being given the eye now. Lots is looking at me like let me out of this house now <laughs> you just wait honey. okay all right any other questions about this or any other question that you might have i have a question can i ask a question <laughs> and i have a question well, once we are ready um, sure question would be that uh, you know you have this energy transmission during the Zoom meetings by your voice, and obviously we can see you as well. Uh, but once it just goes to the podcast and somebody listens to it, uh, this energy transmission is there as well, isn't it? It is, indeed. So I this, just wanted to... Listen, yeah? this, is why, this is why when I was nine years old, I was performing the clarinet in front of groups of people. This is why when I was 12 years old, I was learning how to sing on stage. This is why when I was 17 years old, I had developed a professional quality singing and speaking voice. And this is why when I was 18 and 19, I was performing in television and some film work as well. I mean, she's prepared me from the get-go to have the radiance come through the voice, to have it come through, you know, in, in the various ways that it comes through. This, this is, I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't get to feel it, you know, but I see the effect of it. I see the effect of it. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I, I am honored to, to be a purveyor of these frequencies. Okay. Well, just because next time when I post something on the Facebook, you know, the next Zoom, uh, we could emphasize this, that it is very beneficial for people, not just the knowledge itself, but, the, you know, to get your well, energy. Well. It, it, it can trigger a person into an activation. And that's, that's really what it's all about, is to, is to bring as many people into a safe and happy activation as possible. That's the thing. That's what it's all about. Okay. And I want to thank you for putting out those podcasts. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm technologically retarded because, you know, I can't even find out how to get onto a podcast just to listen to them. 
<laughs> but, but I spent too much time on the internet as it is. Right? Hey. I got to get out and get my sunshine too, you know. And I just want to say, you know, uh, you know, feel free to be a part of any of these programs. And, you know, if you wish to have a Zoom session, once again, just for the Australians, let me know. Australia, okay. New Zealand. You know, we can set that up. It's not a difficult thing for me to do. It's just kind of like a waste of time if, if you know, hardly anybody shows up. I will ask around. Okay. All right. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Thank my you. dear. Right after Magdalene got possessed by those entities uh, at the the, the, my very first seminar in Ireland, and uh, and she went to the hill of Tara, and uh, we opened up the king's tombs, and we opened them up by creating a wormhole. And it was my grace that did that. We opened up this wormhole, and she saw the old Irish kings in the sky, and, and uh, you know all of this stuff. For the longest time, you know, I was seeing that. You know, a lot of Magdalene's uh, possession, you know, came from the Hill of Tara because not all the kings were nice kings. But over time, I've been given the information that no, no, it did not come from the Hill of Tara. She participated and her power was used in, in the opening of, of the tombs at the Hill of Tara. But it was, it was the, the black magician from the Caribbean that infected her and that is those were the entities that followed her home uh, and when those entities followed her and other people home they possessed them completely and what what i mean by completely is they allowed them to live their lives but they created a a uh, they created a reputation for me as a, as a very very bad and, and so I have lived with that since 2012, uh, these entities corrupting what I do by virtue of corrupting these other people, right? Yeah, yes, no, I think no, I am. No. Yes, yes, I'm ready. ¿Cómo, cómo está su, uh, su español? Está bien. Bien. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. You have a good time. Now make sure you go to the uh, to Cordoba. Make sure you go there. Okay. That's an east meets west type of place. And also go to the Alhambra. Very, very, very deep, deep, beautiful place. All right, now let's see. I, I think Jordan asked a question here. Got to go there. Uh, Jordan, what, I'm wondering about the purpose of prayer. How should we practice prayer? Okay, one moment, sir. One moment for that. Sid was saying, I also am going to say that I read up on many Kundalini teachers. Ah, thank you, Sid. Thank you. How about Hape? Hape, Hape, Hape? I don't know. Native American snuff. Oh, depends on what's in it. Uh, it depends on what's in it. Sacred ashes. 
Yeah, that's just another way of taking in tobacco. Now, preferably, uh, depending on what it does to the nasal sinuses, um, I would I would say that's probably a more natural way um, to take in to, uh, tobacco. But you can also drink tobacco. Uh, that's part of the purification stage for the entrance into the ayahuasca ceremony. In addition to flower bathing, uh, they also uh, do some some purification rites with tobacco. So, it's, it's, I, I think the main thing with tobacco is to not let it become an addiction, not let it do you. Like that's that's how it is for me. Uh, when I was a professional driver and I was driving long distances, um, I would keep a pack of Marlboro Red uh, cigarettes uh, so that if if I started getting tired at the sixth or seventh hour of driving, well, I would light one of those up, and that would that would vasoconstrict. I believe they're constrictors, and uh, that would make me a lot more aware. Uh, and, and I could keep driving for another hour or two. Uh, but I never got addicted to cigarettes. She, she, I tried, but Kundalini would not allow me to become addicted to cigarettes. So, so if you can, if you can use tobacco without the addiction, then, then so much the better. Uh, as far as breathing in somebody's ashes, I would, I would kind of give that a big negative. But like you say, if that's their belief system, then so be it, you know, and if, and if their belief is strong enough, then uh, they can mitigate some of the negative health impacts. Uh, so there you go. There you have that. Now, with, with regarding to prayer, um, uh, Jordan, where did that go? Okay, the purpose of prayer. The, pur the purpose of prayer is is acknowledgement of the divine, direct communication with divinity. And so you can pray just by thinking the prayer. You can pray by speaking the prayer. Speaking the prayer, I find a little more effective simply because it moves the molecules within the air and within the environment. And it follows along with the idea of when you lift a finger, you push a star. Okay, and so, so uh, you know, there are, there are many reasons why spoken prayer and, or sung a prayer, when you sing a prayer, uh, which is what... Uh, Sanskrit, Sanskrit language was a lot about singing or chanting a prayer. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. And you can go on and on and on with that. Uh, it's a very, very powerful form of communication with divinity. And, and believe it or not, divinity is quite musical. Divinity is quite musical, and it's something that's something that you want to realize and you want to be aware of. Uh, the divine context of of, divinity, of music within divinity is essential. 
for the orchestration of life on this world. And this is one of one of the attributes of humanity is our ability to form music or to at least to receive that music from external sources and channel it within. So Tchaikovsky, uh, you know, any of these great composers were able to do that. But even, you know, current composers, too. You don't have to go back to the 17th century to find good music. Okay, uh, You know, the, the millions of people that, that enjoy uh, certain forms of music in, in this day and age are just as powerful. But the thing is, is, is combine that prayer into the music. That's, that's the main thing. Now, you can, you can ask for things. Most people, when they pray, they're asking for something. With Kundalini, I don't want you to necessarily ask for anything. I want you to have gratitude for its presence in your life. I want you to, to say prayers of gratitude. Thank you, Kundalini, for being awakened or activated within me. Thank you for giving me this instruction. Thank you for being inside my heart and, and helping me to evolve. Thank you for keeping me healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, God, so much, Kundalini. Thank you so much. Because Kundalini is God. It is the hand of God reaching within you. Kundalini is a Sanskrit word. It says that which is coiled within. Well, it's divinity that's coiled within. <laughs> so, so thank you. Thank you, divine, for uncoiling yourself and, and coming up my spine and, and, and energizing my body and energizing my radiance and allowing me to be a, a, an expression of your grace upon this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be the best caregiver I can give, the most love that I can give. Thank you for letting me be the best gas station attendant that I can be. Thank you for letting me be the best lawyer that I can be. Thank you for, for allowing me to be, to be part of your conscious design for the evolution of humanity on this world. Thank you so much, Kundalini. And then sing it, your, sing your gratitude. All you have to have is a thought and a feeling of gratitude and just sing something that may do. You can do ooh or whatever. You don't have to have words. Okay? Prayer is... is, is not necessary to ask for anything. You can use prayer as a form of giving to the divine that has given so much to you and continues to give for you. It's all about you and your connection to divinity. That is it. And that is, that is the summation of life on this world. This is what Kundalini is. Kundalini brings a person through transformation into the physical divine. Physical divine. 
semi-divinity because you have to have one foot on earth and one foot in heaven at the same time. One foot on sacred mother, one foot with sacred father at the same time. So pray and pray and pray and give to your grace. Open yourself up. Allow yourself to expand into her consciousness and then eventually into his consciousness simultaneously. Nicole says, hey, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, man. You know, and let me tell you, with Kundalini, there is a lot going on. But you can handle it. You can have it and you can hold it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be activated. You'd still be sleeping, getting ready for the time when you would be activated. But this is your time now. Jordan, Ingrid, Sid, Holly, Nicole, this is your time now. Your time to shine. Your time to be at one with divinity, an expression of divinity. Your time. Don't let fear or trepidation or caution interrupt that transformation. Don't allow yourself to fall into the human weaknesses. Okay? You don't need to, to fall into the human weaknesses, you know. People do this all the time. That's that's for the people that are still within levels of refinement. You've gone past that now. All of you have gone past that. You don't need to, to, to fall back into the old ways of egotism. Fall forward into the new ways of grace. Fall forward. It's like paying it forward. Fall forward into the new ways of grace and allow those new ways to saturate your consciousness. And I'll tell you right now, the transformation is not easy. It is not an easy thing. And it's not supposed to be an easy thing. You're living in an egotistical, cannibalistic, predatory world. And you're bringing the light of grace into that world. It's not going to be easy all the time. It's not going to be hard all the time. But it's not going to be easy all the time either. Okay. Chrism, could I ask a question? Yes, whoever you are. Sid. <laughs> oh, Sid, okay. Um, I wanted to just ask, speaking of transformation, um, <laughs> extended periods of nothing happening right oh, you, mean, you mean like not having uh, phenomena no um, having the awakening realizing what's happening a lot of old stuff dying off purging dark matters and then you're left you know there's nothing happening um, no phenomena know, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe being forced to have the cocoon, not necessarily phenomena, or at least maybe nothing going on. 
down and like plateau. That's maybe just trying to figure out where am I headed. You know, what am I going to do no, next? No, it's a plateau. That's a plateau event. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe that's the right word. Yeah, plateau. Yeah, the the plateau events can can last for a while, and it's like, oh, what did I do to piss off Shakti? Right? What did I do? <laughs> it's like you haven't done anything. This is a time for processing what already has been given. It's the space between the heartbeat getting ready for the next heartbeat. Okay. Has your yeah, heart I've never taken any time to rest either my whole life, right? It's always been well, school or stress or work. And then I'm like yeah. telling myself, okay, maybe she wants me to just rest and lay around in bed. Yeah. And, and, and remove the expectation that phenomena needs to be present in order for you to progress. Remove that expectation. It's, it's that that's just like I was talking to with Nicole. You know, remove that line in the sand saying, well, I won't be progressing unless something's happening. Yeah, like you're working or you have a, you have a flow of income, right? It's, <laughs> it's the matrix or, telling you, oh, why aren't you working? You know, just kind of, you're supposed to be a slave for your whole life. <laughs> well, you have, to, you have to get out of this mindset of cause and effect. You have to get out of the cause and effect mindset and you have to just let the cause and the effect uh, happen in, 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 in the consciousness of grace. Okay. So you don't, you know, you're not just sitting there not doing anything, right? You still do your practice. You should always have some sort of spiritual practice that you're doing. Okay. So you do your practice. You do it diligently. So in, 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 in the practice that, that, that I suggest, you know, you do your five Tibetans. You do your alternate nostril breathing. Okay. You do your, your prayer work. You do your meditation. You do your selfless service for other people or the environment, such as animals and plants. You do these things continuously without expecting some magical phenomena from Kundalini to come your way. Okay. This also is engendering trust and surrender. Okay. Trust and surrender are some of the most important tenets of Kundalini that you can remember. And you've got to do that on a daily basis. Whether or not you're having out-of-body experiences or you're floating off the ground or you're you're seeing all the different light shows that can happen or you're hearing the crickets. Okay. Doesn't matter. You do your practice. You do it diligently. You do it every day without fail. Okay. And you lose the expectation. You kind of get into the practices themselves uh, without holding the leash of expectation on, on why you're doing it. Okay. You don't get to hold the leash. Kundalini holds the leash. <laughs> okay. Kundalini holds that leash. Kundalini is, is, is the one who's in charge. Okay. And so within the, within the, the plateau, it's a great opportunity to process what you've already experienced. So you just think back. It's like, well, okay, six months ago, I was doing creas. You know, I was in a pretzel format on the floor and I 
you know, I couldn't move out of it even if I tried. Now I'm not doing that so much, but I'm seeing these entities all around me, these faces come and then they disappear and then they come and then they disappear. You know, and people are knocking on the walls and I can feel the vibration on the walls. I'm, I'm seeing these diamond points of light floating right across my central vision. I'm, I'm hearing the, you know, the crickets. I'm hearing other things too that I can't even put a name to. Yeah, I've had um, two years of nothingness and uh, I'm around people that are obviously not awake. So they're always like, hey, what are you doing with your life? But I'm always just, I'm, I'm really are you building doing the muscle of surrender. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just strengthen that muscle of surrender, right? Where it's like, What's I'm going to, well, I do the safeties, but I would say I, part, I do, you know, my problem is staying consistent with the whole Part like safety, 100% of safeties. Maybe it'll be 50 or 60%, like meditation, forgiveness, nutrition, hydration, grounding, all that. You know, sometimes I'll do the Tibetan, sometimes, you know what I mean? It's always a mix. It's mashed potatoes, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I need to be more consistent. That's my issue. So that's my problem. And I know that, you know, that's a problem. I actually have. Do the selfless service. Actually, right behind my, right behind my phone are actually the safeties that I have right now. <laughs> They're right um, here, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be publishing the safety book quite soon. Yeah, they're all right here, you know. I have it all written down. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're on my table. They stare at me every day, so I, you know, <laughs> consistency is my issue. Now, Leandra, Leandra writes. She says, uh, she says, purpose and meaning can help reconnect us to service. My signature and Kundalini has taken me into places that literally I feel were made for me surrender and step into it when it comes our values and ethics are also good guides to these meaningful places absolute right on target Leandra right on target my dear that's exactly right that's exactly right okay and you will find that the kundalini has customized uh, what you can give as a selfless service <laughs> and an opportunity for you to have gratitude for those selfless service opportunities. The more you give, my friends, the more you receive. The more you give, the more you receive. So that's what I do at a at a uh, seminar. Okay, so I'm telling people that, uh, that uh, okay, okay, who's all ready for, for, for Kundalini? And you know, they, they've paid their money, they've come here, so they've indicated a, a, a willingness to want to have the activation and so what do you think i do leandra what do i do when i'm giving that shakti what am i doing what do i tell them to do why do you want the kundalini um uh and donnie why do you want the kundalini and donnie says well because you know i want to help the environment and you know i want to help other people and i say boom that's the right answer, because I want to help. I want to help others. I don't care if it's people or animals. To me, they're all the same. <laughs> so to do that selfless service, to have that meaningful context, content, context with how you're doing your practice, okay, extremely important. And you do it 
not because you expect to be gifted some great thing, but I think that's just the ego, right? That's the ego mentality. Right. Yeah. You do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's the thing that God is doing for you by being activated within you. No, I know people who will give and give and give and then they'll get depressed because they're not seeing anything come back to them. Right. And that's the ego again. It's like, hey, you should just give without it's the know, meditation anything in return. Yeah. The meditation of giving. It's the meditation. And the more you give, the more you receive, but you cannot have that expectation. Yeah, exactly. That's the matrix mentality. When I give the Shakti Pod at a seminar, I'm doing the exact opposite. Okay, the, the more attention I pay to that person the less goes into the least amount of attention I pay, the more goes into them. Because you're not standing in your own way. Okay. So don't pay so much attention to what you want to have due to your practice or due to your Kundalini. Pay that the least amount of attention. And forget about cause and effect. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard one. Well, I would think of that as karma, which is something else, right? Karma. Karma. Like, and that's karma. Karma. Extremely important. Questions, anyone? Comments? Yeah. Complaints? My private students are typically isolated. Uh, Mag Magali here, she's right below you. Um, Julia, she's over here somewhere. Uh, Sophia, uh, even even Alexander, even though he works in a very you know uh, public type of place, isolated, yeah. not not allowed to do certain things, not allowed to to go out into the public without you know talking to me first about it. You know, this is the private student thing. This is like this is this is the strongest format of teaching and reception that. That I, that I'm allowed to give, and and I can't even go as far as I want to go with them. Like with Magdalene, you know, you know, Kristen wants to take her, you know, very very far, very very far. But I have to go at the rate of speed that Kundalini allows that to occur, because Kundalini knows more about it than I do, and it's the same with all of them. You know, when I first started teaching, I wanted to take people straight into the divine realm. I wanted them to go right through the astral, well, through the physical, through the astral, through the mind, and through the first three levels of, of divine. <sighs> That's the bliss for those who don't know. That's what happens when you have bliss? <laughs> the body channels it through tears, gasping. <laughs> it's, not, it's my body, but <sighs> anyway. So that's what I wanted to do. Now, when I first started teaching, and I learned that uh, that I had to go at a different rate of speed. I had to go at a much different rate of speed. And when you when you hear the I am. In, in, in relation to your kundalini, it's, that is, I am God, and you are that which I am. 
I am you. You are me. I am. So um, the I am is the presence of the divine. The presence of the divine. And you are the I am. See, you can just see how limited language is. You know, because... You know, you could say I am. You say, oh, "Well, I am." You're asking yourself, "I am what? I am me. I'm not Anthony, but I am Anthony because we share Kundalini, and Kundalini is God. And since God is everything, Anthony and I are the same person. Because I have dogs too. <laughs> okay, so I mean, that means that's with all of you. We are each other. We live. These lifetimes we live, especially these days, you know, you can live much longer than how you used to be able to live uh, when the average lifespan was like 45, you know, 50. Um, you've lived life after life after life after life to get to where you are right now, Nicole, Magdalene, Holly, Sid. You've lived these lives in order to live this life. Everything else was preparation for this life. And yeah, you can see that. You can look at that and go, well, yeah, you know, okay, so we're on an evolutionary plane here. So each life, you know, we live is leading up to the next life. But this is a kundalini life. This goes beyond evolution. And straight into divine grace. Like what I started talking about at the beginning of the Zoom, you're living in multiple realities now. Yeah. Not not just the physical, where you know, you know, Rasha, Rasha, you know, she's walking around her nice home and Sid's walking around outside, and they're able to perceive nature and and the the manifestation of homes from nature, uh, just in a linear physical awareness. Whereas with Kundalini you go into these other kingdoms at the same time. And it becomes a very multifaceted life. A very multifaceted life. And you can see on the sleepers, like when I'm walking down the street, if I choose to see what's happening to other people on, a, on an energetic level, I can just change the way I view it. And I can see the entities that are doing that to people. I can see the golden ones. I can see, you know, uh, diseases. I can see gifts of grace. I can see baby beings waiting to be born, floating around a person. I can see these things. Okay. And it makes life really, really interesting. Not only that, you can go into historic overlays and you can see how much the ground has receded by virtue of weather and rains. And, and so when you're walking through England, you can see Roman soldiers standing, you know, six, seven feet in the air because that's where the ground was when they were there. And so that's where their time imprintation occurred when they're walking around Londinium, right? This is your life. Your life becomes very, very, very interesting, very beautiful, very magical, very 
amazing. I don't have the adjectives to describe it. And you're in bliss so much. These, these little portions of bliss that you see me go through are just a drop in the bucket compared to what you have when you're consistently walking with grace in this world. I have to, 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 I have to refuse the, the bliss in order to speak with you coherently. <laughs> ask anybody who's been here over, you know, I refuse the bliss almost every single time it comes to me on the Zoom, which is a big no-no. But I, but she understands that, you know, I'm trying to communicate the facts of grace to you. And even though, you know, you know, she gives me bliss, I have to try to resist it, even though it's almost virtually impossible. Okay. So that's really, your life is going to explode into gorgeousness, into majesty into levels of love that you never even knew existed. And you're worried about a white picket fence, a dog, a cat, a kid, and a husband. You just, you stick to their world. You just stick to their world. Hi, mom. Oh God, I love this turkey. This is, oh my gosh, it's the cranberry sauce. It's so nice. You don't go into like, oh God, there's this really weird entity attached to your left ear whispering terrible thoughts in your head. You don't go there. You just let that be. Okay. <laughs> and besides, your presence, in, in, and if you ever did see an entity, then you could just, you could banish them. It's not a problem. What I you do say... is you, you put a rose around your mom. Okay. You put a rose, and you let that rose soak up any negative energy that might be coming to her. Okay. Someone. Yes. Anyone? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, um, it's my second time on here. So it's like Nicole is speaking, <laughs> speaking my psyche right now, you know, without me saying anything. Um, because <laughs> I've been walking this path for three and a half years. And I'm like, like I know if I tell anybody, they're going to think I'm crazy. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah. I, met one, I just met one guy and he, uh, he said he was convinced. He convinced himself to go to the mental hospital. I told him not to. <laughs> Don't. But, uh, yeah, so. That's what people do. Or they commit suicide. And you can, you can understand why. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, the, the Zoom sessions have been very, very, I think, profound and productive. And, and, and uh, I'm going to keep doing them as long as I can. You know, but with Chris, Christina is putting this out as a podcast. And that to me is that's very beneficial because just like the videos, you know, I've got over 350 videos now. Um, the videos help a lot of people too. And, and, and it's so important, so important to reach out and help people with this information. And I encourage all of you to do that. All of you to do that. I mean, don't, you don't have to mention my name. Some guy from Northern California. I'm happy with that. That way they don't get scared away by my terrible uh, reputation. I wanted to ask you, Prism, something. Um, Nicole mentioned earlier how she felt called to ice. And called, to, called to what? 
she mentioned earlier that she felt called to Iceland. Is that correct, Nicole? Iceland, so yeah. Iceland, Iceland. Oh. Iceland. Oh, okay. Well, you you sparked and you sparked uh, like I guess a reminder because I'm actually glad you you know I, I thought of this to bring it up right now. It's a good time. I have been constantly seeing. Um, I feel I feel called to go to Cyprus. I don't know what's there. But I keep seeing Cyprus everywhere. Like I'll drive and I'll see an apartment complex named Cyprus or I'll turn the TV on and I see the word Cyprus. Or I don't even know what's there, you know. Um, you know, I just feel called to go there. There's something there that I have to, you know, and uh, I, just, I don't Julia, know. I should just, you know. Go to sleep, please, honey. Go to sleep. Turn it off. Go to sleep. All of you in, in Europe, I want you to go to sleep if you have to work in the morning. You have to work, Nicole? Yeah, yeah. I do. I'm, I'm going to give it till 11.30, and then I'm going to... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's 11.30. Oh. It's 11.08 here in, in the London. Oh, okay. Very good. That's when I want to end it. Um, does anybody have a problem about being on the podcast? Because I am mentioning names. Names okay. Our, our faces not aren't last, on it. Not last name. No. And our faces no. aren't on it. And the faces won't be on it. Yeah. So, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm having a bad hair day. So they won't know that except by hearing. So, no worries for me. <laughs> All right. All right. Why don't we go ahead and, and oh, Betty, good to see you, sir. Betty, excellent. So anybody have a problem now? Malcolm, wake up, wake up. You have a problem with being on the podcast. I messed it up. There we go. Magdalene, you have a problem? Jolanta? Chris? Christina, do you have a problem being on it? <laughs> Anthony, Dr. Anthony, any problem with that? Not using any last names. Russia, Jordan. Okay. Alexander, Magali, no? Okay. And Sid? No? Okay. And Julia is gone. Uh, Holly, you have a problem, Holly? Holly, Holly? Can't hear you, but it looked like no. you said no problem. No, no problem. Thank you, my dear. And Barbara and Miha. Problems? No problems. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Miha, angry, David, Sophia. Okay, thank you, David. And thank you. No problem. Who is that? No problem. Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, Apaya, Vincent, and, and okay. All right. So they didn't really ask anything. So that's good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to go ahead and close this just a little bit early. I know people are falling asleep. I think this has been a very productive Zoom, and I want to thank you all for attending. And I want you to have the most beautiful, restful, peaceful sleep and, and kundalini dreams that you can have. Now, remember, if you dream of a serpent and it wants to bite you, let it bite you in the dream state. If you dream of a wolf or a, or a large black dog that wants to bite you, then let it bite. If you dream of uh, a tiger 
and it wants to bite you, let it bite you. It's not going to hurt you. It's just the way that Kundalini uh, chooses to have you face your fears and surrender yourself to her uh, in the dream state. Okay? That's all it is. Nothing to be afraid of. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Anything. Ever. Again. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chris, so much. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you.